0: watching No Go Zone with Henry.
1: Well, thank you. That was, a, that was a kind introduction of you. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us here today. Hope you're doing well. Another Woden's Day is upon us. It's the 22nd uh, of February 2023. Uh, I'm Henrik. If you're new, check out RedEyes.tv and RedIceMembers.com. We go out to a number of different uh, places here today. Uh, you can tune in at Odyssey or Rumble VK. We do have a burner YouTube account as well. Uh, some other places. But anyway, you can find all the links at redicemembers.com or follow our telegram, t.me forward slash redice TV. All right, so we got to talk about the situation in uh, Russia today uh, and Putin kind of jumping off the, what was the start, I believe it was called, the nuclear uh, treaty, essentially, as NATO continues to push harder. Uh, and uh, all while this is going on, Biden is visiting Uh, Poland stumbling around, uh, quite literally in this case, falling on and off the plane, and uh, barely able to uh, take a normal stride over in Poland. We'll uh, check that out. Uh, We do have some other stories uh, as well. A little bit later we're going to talk about uh, some important thing, uh, but it kind of ties into each other really. Uh, There's some developments in Russia pertaining to this, uh, obviously in Ukraine, Uh, Zelensky, what they're doing as well. Uh, and uh, there some stories on Spain a little bit later, too, so check out uh, check out that. Uh, and uh, also going to look at some of the immigration policy by the EU people. Uh, actually, a Swedish uh, socialist lady, on uh, Johansson, uh, made a comment. I'm not sure if the clip is recent, but it uh, shows you kind of uh, the nature of how these uh, commie socialist uh, uh, witches views the European people, and the replacement agenda going on. All right. Anyway, so so plenty to get into here today. Uh, Super Chats, nwcm.live slash red eyes TV. We'll read those uh, on the air. Same thing with uh, Odyssey and Rumble. They have Super Chats over there. Uh, it's a good way of supporting the show as well. Uh, and as always, thank you to our uh, members out there for joining us today. We appreciate you guys. Uh, so anyway, the, the clip there with, uh, well, it's King Charles now, right? Prince Charles and he don't that I mean, Wait a minute. Remember that, cl- remember that uh, photo? when he uh, get, gets poked by uh, Evelyn de Rothschild, right? And, and I'm just like, wait a minute, did he di- didn't he? did he die? And I'm just like looking up, okay, she died. So the queen, his mom died September 8th, 2022. And then it turns out that Everlyn de Rothschild, that famous picture, uh, he died on November 7th. So what is that? It's like uh, almost exactly a month after she died. And apparently he was... Uh, he was a, an advisor to the queen. Uh, do you guys remember that? They even have that. Look, check out this picture. Here. They even have it in here. There it is. Uh, you want to find out who uh, who runs the show? Just just look at that picture right there. <laughs> that that ought to tell you uh, right there. You don't uh, you don't make that poke. You know if you don't have the uh, if you don't have the uh, <clears throat> well I guess the shekels to back it up in this case I guess. Huh? And I was like, wait a minute. How, how tall is Evelyn De Rothschild? And they had it in the article actually right in the. Is it the byline? Is that what they call it? Six foot four. And it's like, okay, that's pretty tall, but he looks very short there. So I was just like, well, how how tall is the uh, is is now the king, but at that time the prince? He was like five ten. I was like, what? Five ten? Really? I thought he was a uh, he's one of these Germanic kind of you know tall. Uh, you know, very well-bred kind of guys, right? Like, you know, the Windsor family. This is like a saxe coburg gotha right? This is like a Germanic uh, Anglo family, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe he doesn't. Uh, maybe he gets. Maybe his Aryan exam score ends up uh, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty not that impressive. Uh, if you take into uh, this account, I saw, <laughs> I saw this on on Twitter today. I can help. Uh, could not help to pull that in. All right. Anyway. What are you going to do? Uh all right. Anyway, with that out of the way, but anyway, he did, so he died there. That's uh, that's that's quite something. I did I I forgot to kind of uh I guess uh report on that at the time. Mr. Rothschild, banking heir and advisor to the Queen, dies at 91. Yeah, what a what a guy. All right. London banker, that's what they call him. Okay. I thought we could take uh, a look at uh, Ohio here first, actually, a little bit. Uh, East Palestine, we've been covering this on the on the shows recently, uh, and this came out today. Uh, it looks like uh, someone is, at least uh, on paper, going to try to do something about this toxic uh, spill and the mismanagement. So now EPA is to uh, take control over Ohio derailment response. What? Why did it uh, take so long? I think we have our guesses about this, folks. Under binding order, EPA will require Northfolk, Northfolk, I guess it is right? Nor, Northfolk, but it's from the British, right? Norfolk, which ironically is from the Northern folk who came into the area that became Nor- Norfolk in England, right? And and then they count, they countered that with Southern, which makes it all weird. Norf- Northfolk, Southern, but anyway, whatever. Norfolk, Southern, to reme- remediate toxic sites uh, or site in East Palestine. The Environmental Protection Agency will take control of the response of the Ohio train derailment and order uh, and order rail company Norfolk Southern to clean up the contamination, the agency said Tuesday, the Biden administration's strongest response yet to the disaster. <laughs> what, what have they done? Nothing, that's why. Oh, now the EPA is going, okay, great. Damage is down now, folks. Rather than... Uh clean up the toxic wreck voluntarily as it has done so far Norfolk southern I can stumble on that here uh will be required to remediate the site under a plan approved by the e p a okay so so I guess they Marie they rather than clean up the toxic wreck voluntarily as it has done so far. So they didn't have to do. I guess they could have just like said up yours essentially, which I guess it's primarily what they have been doing. Uh, Now they will be required to remediate, right, to to set straight, to 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 fix, to remedy uh, the site under a plan approved by the EPA, which will also take over some aspects of the response from Ohio. Norfolk Southern will also have to pay the remediation costs as well as pay for cleaning services that the agency will offer to residents. And businesses, particularly in the meeting, in the public meetings, and share information publicly according to the EPA. The EPA step comes 18 days, right? That should tell you something, right there. They try to tell us that, uh, oh, environmental uh, disparities is is white supremacy and racism and stuff. Yeah, well, guess who lives there and who's the most impacted by this. And yeah, we're, uh, we're all Palestinians now, eh? <clears throat> uh, February 3rd, uh, the train derailment, which released toxic chemicals and fumes over a wide area in the two weeks since evacuated residents were allowed to return to their homes, which was also ridiculous. Um, I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed back, but like, they should have obviously been ta- taken well care of by governments, by FEMA, by this, the train company here. National attention on East Palestine has intensified as many residents remain angry and fearful about potential contamination. Yeah, just a, just potential contamination, isn't it? It's really nothing to worry about, folks. The plans, uh, uh, announced by the EPA administrator, Michael Regan, is that uh, him at the top there? I assume so. Uh, in East Palestine on Tuesday afternoon will give the federal government oversight of the massive cleanup. Through a legally binding order, Regan's visit to East Palestine, his second in a week, wow comes amid pressure on the federal government uh, from some lawmakers and residents to step up its response. What, what do you mean? There was no response. <laughs> what do you mean? Anyway, the train company will have to pay for cleaning up the mess, that they created and the trauma that they inflicted on this community, Regan said in a news briefing, this order represents one of EPA's strongest authorities to hold a company accountable for jeopardizing a community's health and safety. Well, that's already done, right? We know what this is about. And then Pete uh, Buttigieg butt plug shows up and just, eh, it's too many white people here. All right, anyway, so you did have, uh, you did have, uh, uh, well, it, Lexi, let's look at this first, because we, uh, we had Trump Uh, Coming in here too, and actually um, visiting the site. I want to play you that, but uh, which which is something. I mean, it's PR, right? But uh, anyway, look at this here. Apparently, you can uh, confiscate land, which was kind of interesting. A lot of lot of farmland here. We we talked about uh, Friday that there's like the Amish community is targeted by this as well, right? Uh, Anyway, listen to what this uh, lady has to say uh, about seizing land following a toxic spill.
2: According to the laws governing Agenda 2030 land development. Any land deemed toxic, the government can seize it and kick everybody out and put people in 15-minute cities. This is all on the EPA website, by the way. And it's really weird that all of a sudden there's all these explosions and all these cities causing mass pollution. It's probably just a coincidence, I'm sure. But if it weren't, this sure makes
1: a lot of sense. Yeah, we know, you know, the constituency there and stuff, right? And, and again, that's the reason why I uh, mean, good for him, Trump, to actually show up. Here's, here's uh, some of how it looked. Hey, look, I can't, you know, this, the fanboying here, what do you call it? Like the, uh, the, the, the groupy uh, attitudes here. But, you know, whatever it is, at least the guy's showing up. Biden is over in Poland rolling around right now. But anyway, let's uh, check this out.
0: What
3: do you Trump, make it about Biden not showing up, you uh, showing uh, up before he, he did? Trump. Oh, Trump. Thank yeah. you so
0: much.
1: Trump is showing up in Palestine ready to uh, confiscate the land,
0: eh? <laughs> oh, Trump, take a picture of
3: my you know, yeah, yes. oh. he
1: man if these people only could really stand up for somebody that well there is there isn't well, there are people but there's there no one in the leadership role right now but this is this is all they got this is the best they have this is the the, the allowed option right they got i mean i, I wish all the best uh, for these people uh unlike some who, on the dissident right who just uh, you know despise these trump voters and stuff i i'm, I'm, I'm I feel for these people. These are all people that I'm sympathetic to them. They should get the best uh, uh, treatment they can after something like this, right? But uh, it's a it's a PR thing for Trump, right?
3: Trump, oh my God. All
1: right, so you got a little bit of a, a little bit of a uh, an audience showing up there, uh, which is pretty good. Quebec uh, says uh, well wishes for you and your family. Thank you, Quebec. Appreciate that. That's very nice of you. Uh, we have the second wanderer over on entropy stream as well. Uh, who says, uh, Hey, Henry, happy to see you again looking at all these disasters as well as the government response. It seems the only way, as we as Europeans can triumph, is to take an area like Idaho and Montana and forcefully succeed ourselves from this union. Uh, This government hates us, and I see it as the only way. Uh, Am I wrong to uh, think so? I think you're saying at the end there. No, no. Not at all. I think a lot of people are feeling this way. I think even, again, I don't like her, but it was even Marjorie Taylor Greene that recently tweeted about, uh, uh, you know... And it's not always as simple as this, but it's a start, you know, red states separating from blue. You you could see other similar movements in European countries. The only problem is with that... The only problem with that is that if you start now at this point openly doing this... Yeah, am I wrong to think uh, think this, though, you said at the end? Okay, yeah, uh, th- that's right. Um, the only problem with that is that I- I- as soon as, if, if you be, if you initiate, like, if you tell, this is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm stumbling here. You don't always have to say and announce what you intend to do. Sometimes you kind of just have to do, I I, I agree with you 100%, uh, Second Wanderer, but uh, sometimes you just kind of have to do it. And, you, and and there have to be kind of a quiet understanding of these kinds of things, because as soon as you vocally do this, you'll get a, anybody who is in a kind of a leadership position or something like that to organize that. Uh, it's going to have all the, the wrong eyeballs on them. There's going to be infiltration, Fed attempts and all those kinds of stuff, right? At least for now, I'm not saying we we can't or shouldn't propose things or organize. You have the greater Idaho movement. That's one. It, all these different things are happening. That All of those things are great, right? But but it has to just be kind of like a, 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 a quiet, silent understanding of this, where you amass as many people as possible. You can you can encourage these things without saying that you're going to like take over the territory and succeed from the U.S., w- w- which is just going to get unnecessary uh, crosshairs on you if you see what I'm saying. And so you can just kind of do it, you know, encourage people to move. Hey, this is a conservative area. A lot of people move, you know, more conservatives should move here. You know, wink, 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 everyone knows what that means, right? In a way. And so, uh, but then you wait, you you wait until the timing is right before you actually make a, a move like that. And it's not about being a coward. It's just about knowing that the 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 whole system is so insane right now and so anti-white and so horrendous. Uh, and they're it just—it's just dying to like hold someone accountable, or, or someone they can look at to uh, to put, project all the blame on of why things are wrong in the world. Kind of, kind of how they, in a in a false way, like a, a in a fallacy manner or way, uh, project upon us that, you know, if we, for example, don't want open borders, we don't want to be replaced. They say, oh, well, they blame migrants for all of their problems. And it's like, well, no one does that. That's a that's a a fallacy. But yes, we have a lot of problems because of that, too, obviously, on top of things. Right. But kind of in the same way, so saying they're just going to seek to project that on some group or some people or some movement, some political faction, and then just like, you know, destroy that essentially. And I think it's too early. So a lot of this is about timing too. Waiting for the right time. You can't wait too long, but you can't be too premature. And right now, still as bad things are, uh, it's it's too premature. Their side have to be much much weaker before you actually can can uh, take and claim something like that, at least officially, right? Uh, But again, that is one of the kind of the downsides, I guess, of a lot of people who are like you know nationalists or right wing or something. They always feel they they must. Announce exactly what they're supposed. We should be better at running conspiracies, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and actually, like quiet and like silent agreements, or like pe- people, people kind of know what's going on, but there's no major centralized uh, organization behind something. You know, you know what I mean? Anyway, that was kind of long winded that but thank you, uh, Second Wanderer. Appreciate that. Uh, thank you for being an executive producer as well. I appreciate that. Um, Chain reaction says that's why they're shipping migrants into every state to make it ever increasingly impossible to separate. Yeah, that that is true, and that will of course gradually happen, kind of on top of it as well. Uh, but I've said that before. So if you have a if you have an iron will, uh, chain reaction, like if you if you make sure that the the the, the next coming generations and so forth understands this problem one hundred percent and simply can take their own side, you can be in a situation where you are not ideal. I've said this before, but. Uh, but, I mean, it's barring that they wheel out some kind of, like, massive, like, mind control, uh, you know, <laughs> technology or something like that. Look, so the subversive agenda, you know, of, like, you should mix out and white people are raised. That is, like, that is mind control. I, I recognize. But I'm saying, like, physically, like, you know, they, they, they improve the God helmet. Do you guys know that? They had used magnetic fields to change like attitudes towards migration and your views on on God or higher spiritual things with the aid of this helmet. Remember that Laurent University. I forget the name of the uh, guy who was running that experiment. The God helmet. But l- let's say that they 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 uh, improved that technology and somehow they could do that remotely of just like changing people's minds or like some medication forcefully given to people. Like, barring that, you can always have people like no. Uh, you know i'm going to i'm going to ensure that we have kids that look like us and we're going to continue our heritage and continue uh, remaining being Europeans uh, there's nothing they can can do against that at least for now right they're certainly trying so don't get me wrong I recognize that and it's and it's dire but yeah no a quiet understanding and again the more kids we have the more people come to this area that, that have similar ideas and things like that that the harder that is going to be for them we just have, we have to take and claim and occupy space by our mere presence we don't have to say we're going to you know buy four seven. I, I, look, I get that thinking but right now I think it's too early anyway, thank you that's some food for thought there for sure uh, interesting ideas how do, how do we how do how do we fix these things right it's man we 're in a we 're in a weird state right now with all this stuff so anyway um we had um, apparently some food being delivered to uh, East Palestine as well, uh, tens of thousands of pounds of goods food water being delivered to the people of East Palestine, Ohio right now before Trump visit. Uh, apparently, Benny Johnson says here, Trump paid for it all, number of goods delivered from the Biden administration, zero. That's something at least. Yeah, I mean, he should do that, that's his voter. Can he, Now, if Trump could just say like, hey, this is a majority wide area, I understand why the Biden administration is not helping. Do you know how much that would do? You know what I mean? It's, a, it's such a small thing. You know what I mean? This is an anti, it's essentially an anti-white policy or, you know, that the Biden regime is running here. But he can't, he can't even do that. He can look, look, he should have cred where, where, you know, cred is due. He's at least visiting. He's helping out, right? Uh, but but this is, but but he's kind of entitled to, like, this is his one of his what major voter belts or what do you call it? areas of of his his guys you know what i mean his voters uh so that's the least he can do and speaking of <clears throat> speaking of trump check this out uh on the opposite then side to all this uh you have those with you know trump derangement syndrome and all these things right so this is apparently the the lead juror from the trump georgia grand jury here look, look at this this is real it isn't a parody this is msnbc here
0: personally want to hear from the former president i wanted to hear from the former president but honestly i kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because
2: i got to swear everybody in and so i thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with president trump of me looking at him and being like do you solemnly swear and me getting to swear him in i just
0: i kind of you just thought that would be an awesome moment
2: personally
0: want to
1: hear <clears throat> that's that's where we are right these are the moments when you kind of understand that like if we don't seek and take these positions this these are the people that will take these positions <laughs> it's like a 23 year old girl right? It was like completely brainwashed by the whole media apparatus oh I would I can subpoena people you know the president now because I just feel like it uh, so I get that <clears throat> but uh, hey what are you gonna do uh, even, if you, even if you even if you even if you let's say it's a white male wanted this position Unfortunately, like we're we're run at this point by so many of those who are enemies of us that they would never give it to you, and even if you temporarily had it, there would be a an intense media campaign against you just on the basis that you're white uh, and a male, uh, and then they would remove you and put a position like this in there. But yeah, c- clearly, like complete lunatic here. Look at this! Look at this weirdo here! Jesus. Look at this. Mm.
2: And so I thought it'd be really
1: cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump. So that's why you did it? That's why you subpoena him then? (laughs) I thought (laughs) that was really cool. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. Mm. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me
2: getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment.
1: This is, uh... (sighs) This is the objective, completely rational legal system uh, that we live in right now. Uh, Black Phillips says, uh, hey Lenrik, there are shitlibs and commies who actually are so deranged they enjoy the Ohio disaster as a type of schadenfreude to own conservatards on climate change. These people are just pure evil. Yes, they are. Uh, They want you dead and they think it's funny. Yeah, that's why (sighs) It's it's interesting, right? the the There are now there are things that we are able to do, right? As as humans, which you which we just couldn't do, uh, going back a few hundred years, right? Technology wise, right? You can you now have a camp- and I see this on on par with it. You now have a campaign to basically suck out carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and bury it deep underground, uh, which is by just one video I made uh, while Sigurd was in the uh, uh, NICU, by the way, that it would lead to like a, a, an extinction event essentially, because you would you would take so much carbon out of the atmosphere uh, that uh, plant would would not be able to continue essentially, right? That's an insane thing. Yet these elites are just moving ahead with this. Like, no, this is what the science says. We have to do this in order to survive, which is, you know, the very process that's going to kill us. You could argue, you know, nuclear weapons is the same thing. It's like something catastrophic to such a degree that it can, like, ruin, uh, you know, maybe not everything, but, like, a lot of things, right? Nuclear technology, chemical thing, chemical spills, nanotechnology will be kind of much the same thing. And it's just, like... Having these political divides and su- such a insane guard of, of elites and establishment at that time is like maximum danger, essentially, we are in right now. Uh, a lot of these people, too, that we just like, if, if you can't, you know, if you or if I can't have it, right, no one will, right? It's just this uh, crab mentality, like pulling everyone back into the bucket. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would just love to see everything being ruined, right? They see this as like, <laughs> you know, this is a West... Western civilization and white people built this. Let's just like tear it all down and poison it intentionally. And, and yeah, that's 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 what it feels like. Some days when I look at all this, right? Like to drive you into the pod in the underground base somewhere, so you can like put on the VR headset and be fed the the bugs intravenously. Uh, they will ruin our ecosystems just just to get you to comply. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Wasn't that what? Uh, it's like twelve monkeys ha- had that. A hint dropped in it, right? It's it's not about this virus that they had released, right? It was it was it, was, it was about control. It was about just having the control, and 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 now again with like between climate lockdowns and all these other diseases that they claim, you know, threatens all life on Earth, or at least human life, they can just they can just essentially run this as a media campaign and claim something is happening. Uh, which is like, no, we can confiscate the land. We can uh, forcefully evacuate you, or we, we can put you under lockdowns. We can drive you out of this environment into another just to because we're saving you, you know. Uh, crazy towns. McDozer. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Says, uh, I finally caught a live show, which is perfect because I just want to point out dang, look at the beak on that idiotic juror. Yeah, that's some. And it kind of. I, maybe this is what the ma- mega boomer will do, but <clears> there's <throat> something with. It, the lighting on her is not the most flattering, too. I do, I do admit, right? <clears throat> but it kind of for for the boomer, it kind of ca- it casts casts. If you if you take that kind of side sweep across, and then you kind of take how that shadow, you know, is kind of cast right there. I, that's I think that's ripe for a boomer mean, don't you think? <laughs> Don't you think? Uh, I'm waiting for that. We'll see what happens. Nazi tries to indict uh, or subpoena Trump or, or something like that. Uh, when, of course, this is the furthest away possible. Oh my God! What a, what a time, folks! Man, can I get that? Can I get that in black or what? Here we go. There we go. There we go. That's the. Uh, there's the little twelve-year-old here indicting Trump. All right. All right. Let me see. Where are we here? Up. Oh. Switching around like a like a crazy one. Thank you, McDozer. Appreciate that. Uh, all right. So Biden goes to. Uh, he actually doesn't, doesn't even go to Poland. Uh, he's he stumbles uh, into Poland. Essentially, uh, both <laughs> both coming and possibly uh, going. Uh, this is uh, President Joseph R. Poopy Pants Biden heading to Warsaw on the plane. Yep. Oh. Now apparently he did this on the way out as well. We don't know who, who actually did this, but check this out here. Someone is actually falling down uh, the stairs uh, of uh, Air Force One there in uh, Warsaw. This is when they're landing. I'm not sure that is Biden or not, but you can see someone at the in the middle of the stairs right there. It's just tumbling straight down. That's it's that is probably not Biden. Uh, But one tweeter kind of said, like, look at this, uh, (laughs) look at his, look at his uh, bruise right on his forehead here, right? Uh, So maybe that's what, uh, maybe that's what's going on. Who who knows, huh? Uh, All right. Anyway, and he looked a bit stiff afterwards, uh, too, to be honest. Marching around here with the uh, Polish military and the officials. Is it Duda? Is that uh, the Polish PM right now? Or president? Is it? But, yeah, what's going on with this? So they're walking this and then, oh, no, turn around. He says there. It's a, the ceremonial thing on this. is it's just kind of ridiculous. No, go. no, no, no. You have to go on the red carpet back, see? And he can't even do that. Like, you turn around. Okay, I got it. And then just stay. Can you stay on the carpet? No. <laughs> it's just basic. Ba- These is the guy, you know. To kind of take a leftist talking point here a little bit, we know this is not how e- simple it is, right? But this is the guy with the nuclear codes, right? He, the executive, a uh, chief, uh, you know, uh, of the military. What's, what's the title? What's the term again? This is the, the the head honcho, right? He has the power to just nuke anybody if he just feels. like... We know it's not like that, and and, and of course during uh, the Trump presidency, we we kind of got that you know very fine you have somewhat of a loose cannon an outsider that uh, got to play you know play a little bit with with something he was not supposed to be able to play with uh, and of course people shut him down all all, all along the way right uh, so anyway is he really is he really fit right is he really fit to lead so he was asked about this withdrawal uh, at one of the press conferences here too that Putin did from the start nuclear treaty <laughs>
0: President,
1: not any reactions you could say before our we start i don't have time i don't have time do you see the bruce there on the set there though <laughs> i don't have time you don't have time to talk about the uh the, the the potential nuclear war that's coming okay all right sounds right re- sounds reasonable
4: now big
2: mistake
1: is
3: there
2: is
1: how there is a genie in a bottle Audio that was great. Uh, all right, so uh, here's uh, everyone's favorite here, Jens Stoltenberg. Uh, he's going to talk about NATO and uh, security. Let's uh, see what it says here regarding. Uh, Moss urges Moscow to reconsider nuclear treaty suspension. Is this kind of like what's the logical uh, thinking here? It's if I if I suspend the treaty. <laughs> I can nuke you guys legally. Is, is that the reason here? Not this guy, but I'm saying Putin, right? The e- evil putler. Uh, we'll see. Let's turn up the audio here.
5: Nuclear weapons and uh, less arms control makes the world more dangerous, and that's the reason why in NATO we have worked so hard.
1: Well, stop uh, antagonizing them
5: Hard uh, to. Um, engage Russia uh, on issues related to arms control and why NATO Allies have supported the new START Uh, and also why I'm calling on Russia uh, today to reconsider its uh, decision to suspend its participation in the new START agreement. It is President Putin who started this imperial war of conquest. It is Putin who keeps escalating the war.
1: Well, no, No, I mean, look, there's, as usual, it's usual. There's there's always two sides to a to a, to a thing like this, right? <laughs> I mean, obviously, right? I've said this many times before. It's a lot of things Putin have, have done, or let's say avoided saying when he criticized the the West, which is just kind of strange that doesn't bring certain things up. But you know, some things he says, and uh, I don't like all the moves he's done. But uh, clearly, right? They've they've been pushed into a corner here. Uh, and NATO and America have certainly helped to escalate the situation. I mean, you could argue that if it's true what Seymour Hersh said regarding the Nord Stream 2 and the uh, American slash NATO operation to uh, to, ex- to 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 blow up the Nord Stream, that's an act of terrorism. That's an act of terrorism by America and NATO against Europe, right? Against the security of us, uh, our ability to, to have energy and power. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's an This is a, an insane uh, escalation from these guys' point of view, right? And it's just more countries in in even Eastern, uh, Southeastern Europe now, and you know to the Uzbekistan, Tajikistan. They're not official members of NATO, uh, but they're partners, right? So they enter into these kinds of. You know, agreements and stuff and they're beginning their steps towards that i mean north atlantic treaty organization to have turkmenistan as azerbaijan who have, have whoever the hell it is there uzbekistan turkey as members of this does, does not make sense right which is clear then that it has obviously expanded beyond the north atlantic at this point uh which shows you that it's a different um it's a different agenda, right? This is the, the, the world military, essentially. Uh, are, are Russia completely blameless? No, there's, there, there's stuff that they've done too, but the other side is far more responsible uh, for escalating, to be honest. please, if you By ask Ukraine me.
5: Ukraine and divide us. But they underestimated the determination of the Ukrainian people to defend their homeland. And he underestimated our unity.
1: One they underestimated our ability to arm the Ukrainians and go and fight and die on the, you know, on the battlefield uh, for us and our gay agenda.
5: Here, since he launched uh, the Russian invasion, we see no sign that President Putin is preparing for peace. On the contrary, as he made clear today, he is preparing for more war. We are also increasingly concerned that China may be planning to provide lethal support uh, for Russia's war. Putin must not win. That would show that aggression works and force <laughs> is rewarded. It would be
1: dangerous. Well, that's just the rule, the nature of the the rules, right? They're trying to get Russia with these words to give up before they even try, right? They should not be allowed to defend ourselves in the same way that we're defending ourselves. That's basically what they're saying.
5: For our own security and for the whole world. So we must sustain and step up our support for Ukraine. We must give Ukraine what they need to win and prevail as a sovereign, independent nation in Europe.
1: All right. But then, you know, <laughs> but then these groups, these types of groups uh, work tirelessly to uh, to undermine uh, nations, independence uh, and security, by the way, <laughs> by threatening them. Right. It's it's the thing with with Sweden that we brought up uh, neutral, you know, party, not a member of anything. I mean, sure, the corporations in the U.S. have obviously been more intense than with any kind of comparable uh, cooperation with russia uh but still you know it's a paper right they're neutral they go and join nato and then for the first thing that happens is of course like oh you're going to be sent into war first in case something happens with russia uh you know haha kind of thing like we haven't had war for 200 years now they're going to join nato and now it's like we're, we're closer to war than we've ever been before it looked it's that's still up in the air might hopefully turkey just like excludes us from it because they want a bunch of dumb uh, gay rules in Sweden about uh, Islam and shit like this and you, you can't burn a Quran and you have to deal with hate groups and like all these nonsense The Turkey and Erdogan ones, but uh, anyway it could be a blessing in disguise all that stuff uh, the worst scenario is Sweden joining and then passing laws on behalf of Turkey uh, then we're truly fucked but anyway um, I haven't seen this one let's take a look at the here's OAN I don't watch this too often One America News uh, reporting on this here Putin suspends nuclear arms treaty Uh, Biden calls for more war. Following
4: Joe Biden's unannounced visit to Ukraine, Russian President Putin delivers his State of the Union address with important new announcements. Here's One America's Chanel Rion.
6: In the one year since the Ukraine-Russia war began and less than 24 hours after President Biden visits Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin declared the suspension of the last nuclear arms treaty between the U.S. and Russia.
1: We do not withdraw from the treaty, but we are putting it on hold. But before we go back to discussing this matter, we need to understand first. What do such countries from North Atlantic Alliance as France and the United Kingdom want? And how can we consider their strategic arsenal? which is offensive part of the offensive potential of the alliance.
6: The New mm-hmm. START Treaty was meant to cap the number of strategic nuclear warheads the U.S. and Russia could deploy. Currently, Russia maintains the largest stockpile of nuclear weapons in the world at 6,000 warheads. Putin also condemned the U.S. for prolonging the war in Ukraine.
1: So fucking with them is story, a great idea. <laughs> and
6: went on to say Russia's nuclear weapons have been set to combat readiness. But Putin also emphasized... This is more than a war of borders. it was also a cultural war against a morally compromised West
1: yeah, so this is pretty good i ha- I have this clip here actually i want to let's weigh with that then because it, it's one of those like you know again as I said it's like you don't have to love everything about Putin uh, to appreciate the fact that he he calls up uh, uh pedophiles in, in western uh, elitist circles uh, and the homo agenda right it's like well thank you at least he does, at least he can do that now of course it's is that beneficial to that? Yes, of course it is, right? You know, so discontent in the West and these kinds of things, but man, the rod is so deep at this point, and and the fact we've hardly have any, you know, critics of of any kind of you know caliber in the political sphere in the West that talks similarly just shows you uh, what a lack of backbone we have uh, among our own, which is which is crazy, right? But anyway, uh, let me let me go to this NPR piece real quick. Because they're asking a question about this too, right? What happens now uh, after Russia suspends the last nuclear arms treaty with the U.S.? In 1985, Soviet leader Gorbachev and U.S. President Reagan made a breakthrough when they jointly declare a nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought. The phrase has lived on, evoked by leaders of both countries. It is affirmed as recently as January 2022, excuse me, by Putin. Uh, Biden, and leaders of China, France, and the UK, all of which have nuclear weapons and permanent seats on the UN Security Council. Uh, But the following month, Putin launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Blah, blah, blah. We know what happened. Now Putin says Russia is suspending uh, its participation in New START, uh, the last remaining nuclear weapons treaty between the US and Russia. The treaty, which took effect in 2011, is set to expire in February 2026. New START allows each country to verify the weapons pact is being followed by inspecting the other country's nuclear arsenal multiple times a year. The treaty also requires regular communications about an array of military equipment and operations to avoid misunderstandings or accidents, which is like, okay, that's good. Russia and the US holds vast majority of the nukes. They brought this up in the piece there, right? Um, Okay, Putin made it clear that Russia wasn't abandoning the treaty entirely. Uh, And the country clarified on Tuesday that it won't seek to bulk up its nuclear arsenal to learn what Putin and Russia hope to gain by this move and how it affects the broader security picture. We spoke to to two experts, Lynn Rustin, vice president of the Global Nuclear Policy Program and the Nuclear Treaty Initiative in Washington, which of course is going to be a one-sided view here, right? (laughs) Obviously, right? They're getting the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Atlanticist view on this, right? Uh, And another one, Sarah Bidgood, director of Eurasia Non-Proliferation Program at the James Martin Center for blah, blah, blah. Um, Okay, first things first. Are we heading into a new nuclear arms race? I think you could argue that we are already heading in that direction, but it really depends on what Putin means when he says that he's suspending Russia's participation in New START. Uh, it, it, it's uh, This is not Putin saying, I'm going to break out of the treaty's limits uh, and now I'm going to deploy thousands more nuclear weapons, Rustin said. I think it's about a supposedly legal justification for not resuming inspections. Right. No matter what, this development does not bode well for the future of arms control and keeping arms race in check, Bidgood says. We are not in a nuclear arms race today, Rustin said, but it's very concerning that we soon will be. Because the bottom line is, this is the last nuclear treaty governing nuclear weapons in the U.S. and Russia that is in force, and obviously it's under incredible strain now and potentially unraveling. It is set to expire in three years, and there's no dialogue going on between the U.S. and Russia about what would come after that. So it's like if you, if, if you from like maybe NATO's perspective or the West perspective have like kind of understood that like this is an a, a existential. Battle for Russia, and they have nukes. To to poke them the way they do is is obviously call me crazy, but like that's kind of irresponsible, right? Because uh, c- what what does it really come down to at the end of the day? It comes down to the not only the meddling in, meddling in the satellite states to Russia, but uh the uh, the, the Donbas region, right, L- Luhansk. Uh, what is the other one? Uh, uh, again, the the two regions, right? They recently declared their, their independence from Ukraine and stuff like that. And again, the, the west side, for the most part, don't recognize that, like, Ukraine had been uh, shelling this area for, you know, since 2014. And, and before that, you had CIA coups in Kiev and you know, all these things, right? The Maidan revolution. Endless meddling, right? And then... And they're provoking and provoking and provoking, and finally Russia does something uh and do you have to agree with that move? No, you don't, but you like in one way can understand like well this is if this is existential to them, maybe it's better to not escalate. Maybe it's better not to inject more weapons into this so i, I agree with the uh, the person. I don't think this is going to like, oh well that that's it. then it means nuclear war right away but it means it means that one after one of these you know safeguards. Is, is removed and it's getting just progressively worse, right? These nations should sit down at the table, they should talk with each other, uh, they should enter into agreements that are mutually beneficial, you should have nations that are neutral and not joining uh, an expansionist uh, war hawk organization such as NATO. So this is moving in a completely idiotic, insane direction. So here we go again, we have more, at a time like this, you know. I, Every Western country and Eastern European countries is under demographic pressure. And now we're just like sending out more Ukrainians, more Russians into this war to go die. And potentially even more NATO countries if push comes to shove. And you have driving Russia into China's arms and the BRICS countries as opposed to having, being on good terms with Russia. And uh, yes, having them provide us with the cheap gas and energy, right? Anyway, we, we know what's going on. It's just insane uh, war war hawking essentially right uh, Biden meets Eastern NATO, ally, uh, NATO allies after Putin's nuclear warning uh, Biden to reaffirm u's commitment to European security and by that they mean uh, basically telling uh, running Europe as, as its bitch right and using uh, these European countries in their proxy war against Russia. Uh, US President Joe Biden met leaders of NATO's Eastern flank on Wednesday to show support for their security after yeah because we we're, we're very secure now after Moscow suspended a landmark nuclear arms control treaty over strong Western support for Ukraine. Mr. Biden arrived in the Polish, well, he stumbled into the Polish capital of Warsaw late on Monday after a surprise visit to Kiev, uh, just days ahead of the anniversary of Russia's invasion on Ukraine, February 24th, 2022. I mean, the highest tension between Russia and the West since the Cold War over three decades ago Mr. Biden addressed thousands in downtown Warsaw on Tuesday and said autocrats like Russian President Vladimir Putin must be stopped or opposed. Hours earlier, Mr. Putin delivered lengthy remarks laden with criticism of Western powers. We'll just listen to one of those clips in a little bit here. uh, Blaming them for the war in Ukraine. I I tend to agree. I I don't see this any other way. Mr. Biden said the West was never plotting to attack Russia. Well, there wasn't. They were plotting to, to use uh, proxy nations in the war against Russia, yes. Uh, and the invasion was Mr. Putin's choice. Well, it was. Uh, but, you know, if you build if you build bases right on your border, I mean, America would be upset if uh, Russia built uh, bases in Canada and or Mexico. I mean, that's just a fact, right? Mr. Putin also backed away from the arms control treaty, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we talked about this. Anyway, so, so uh, things are escalating. And it's, uh, it's not good, uh, not at all. Uh, the U.S. tells its citizens to leave Russia immediately. Uh, let's take a look at this short clip here from Reuters. The
7: United States has told its citizens to leave Russia immediately, citing the ongoing war in Ukraine and the risk of arbitrary arrest or harassment by Russian law enforcement agencies. The Kremlin said it was not the first time U.S. citizens had been asked to leave Russia. The last such public warning was in September after President Vladimir Putin ordered a partial mobilisation. The U.S. Embassy in Moscow said in a statement, quote, Russian security services have arrested U.S. citizens on spurious charges, singled out U.S. citizens in Russia for detention and harassment.
1: Yeah, because uh, the, the U.S. didn't arrest uh, Maria Butina or anything like that. There's been no equivalent uh, on the Western side. <laughs> Of this. The West is completely blameless here for for doing similar things. Denied
7: them fair and transparent treatment and convicted them in secret trials or without presenting credible evidence.
1: Yeah, like Maria Butner.
7: The Federal Security Service said in January that prosecutors had opened a criminal case against a United States citizen on suspicion of espionage. Well, it's possible. Last December, U.S. Oh,
1: this thing! Oh, Jesus! The basketball uh, American, the trade there. Yeah, that, that was that was a great that was a great. A great story there. Um, all right, what do we have here? Uh, Western collapse on Odyssey says uh, Russia are the only ones fighting global homo. Yeah, I, I wish that was true. And while they're cert- while they're fighting certain aspects of it, uh, I, I can't help, and I've clarified this before, I I can't help to feel that they're also kind of. Being used in that uh, in the uh, what do they call multi multi polar world order that they're building right now, right regionalization. I've been over this before. That they've basically, I think they've basically understood that going from like nation states straight over to like global governance is kind of it's increasingly very difficult. Uh, and so a lot of the globalist institutions and think tanks and academic groups and political groups for, for that matter too have kind of opted for. Doing a, a stepping stone in that direction, which is basically regionalization, I think. And, and I think Russia is like they want that with, as I said, with China and the breaks and stuff. And they have a bunch of other issues. I, I, I get what you're saying. But if they were like 100 percent global homo, why did they push the same COVID stuff? Why do they push uh uh you know the the, the vaccine issue. The, there's a, um, they have the same university uh, format as the West. It was all, all these things I've, we've talked about before, right? Are things slightly better there? Absolutely, right. And especially, you know, we'll look at, at a clip here in a moment of some of the things that Putin can say, right? But then there's other things which you know, demographically, they're doing horrible too. Uh, what well, Russia will be like a, an Islamified country within 20 years if trends continue? Like they have their m- multiple of their own issues, you know. And, and Putin's kind of running his own um, kind of, oh, we're also a multicultural kind of own spin on things. They have slightly more respect for like culture and religion and things like that. But then you have dumb gay shit, such as like, we're going to de-Nazify Ukraine, which is like, you really try to tell me that the biggest issue with Ukraine is is Nazism? Like, is there a national socialist faction? That, yes, <laughs> there, there is, right? But that's don't, those are not the ones running the country, right? You have a, a, a Jewish guy at the head of it, who's in the pocket, you know, of, of most Western governments. That's using Ukraine as some kind of money laundering scheme and you know shit like this, right? It's so corrupt, uh, and it's the same forces that, that that is controlling the West that's controlling Ukraine, obviously, and they're using that in their proxy war against Russia. And that's no. There's no national socialists there, folks. In fact, they think they're fighting Nazis uh, by by having this proxy war against Russia, right in Ukraine. Uh, so everybody, it's it's everybody calling everybody Nazis, you know. And that's not really, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's the same, it's sh- much of the same shit that we're getting in the West. However, so so having said that, uh, let me see here. Well, yeah, I get okay. Let's play that then. Let's play the uh, the Putin's comment on the elite and the the pedo uh, agenda in the West. Now he has a religious spin, and you might not even be favorable towards that, or that that's the reason behind it. But hey, it is what it is. At least at least they're standing up for some of the more traditional conservative values. You know what I mean? Um, even if you're not, you know, super religious or not, it stands to reason that like, okay, if you're if you're traditionally any kind of capacity. Uh, or, or want to fight against this modernity and this this post-human <laughs> weirdo uh, you know, global order that we live in. These are good
4: comments, and they need to be said. Listen to this. ...cannot ignore the fact that Russia cannot be defeated on the battlefield. So they're waging increasingly aggressive information attacks. First of all, targeting the young generations, lying on every step, distorting historical truth, attacking our culture, the Russian Orthodox Church, and uh, other traditional religious institutions in our country. Now look at what they're doing with their own peoples. They're destroying the institution of family, their cultural and historical identity, and uh, various perversions with regard to children up to paedophilia are accepted as uh, the new norm. 100% correct. You are right, sir. And priests are forced to recognize and officiate same-sex weddings. People can live uh, however they want. And uh, we in Russia have uh, never intruded into people's private life.
1: And Well, that's actually wrong, right? And again, I'm going to be long-winded about this, but it's one of the things I forget to say. Remember all those people in Russia that was accused of being national socialists and they were arrested and all that kind of stuff. Like they, they they have this whole other, you know, program that mimics things in the West, right? Like this the Nazi scare and all these kinds of things. And they're uh, look, I don't know, I don't think all those people that were arrested was like, oh, they did criminal activities and that's the reason. This this seems to, if the information we got out from that is correct. It seems that you had some some people that you know were like playing Nazis essentially, but they were they were arrested and imprisoned by the Russian government, and the, and they still think this is like the the biggest issue that they're fighting. The West are really Nazis. However, his comments are great; that they're still true, right? Uh, but they have certainly a set of their own uh, problems. We'll look at another story here in a moment. They're arresting you know journalists it, again, just like the Zelensky did, right? He's like banning opposition parties he's arresting journalists everybody who's you know a regime critic or they lock away the difference is that the west are celebrating celebrating Ukraine and Zelensky as some kind of pinnacle of western you know freedom and individuality and all the all the liberal values we have in the west but of course that couldn't be further from the truth uh, and again Russia have their own issues but I'm glad he's calling this shit out
4: we're not going to do that but what we want to say is maybe they should take a look in the scripture into the holy book of any great religion it says that the family is a union between women it says, thy shall not be gay do not homo and these holy texts are now being increasingly doubted in the West, the uh, Anglican Church is now considering the idea of a gender-neutral God. What can we say? God forgive them. We
1: did uh, for they know not what they do? Come after that, or what?
4: <laughs> All right. Anyway,
1: good, right? I mean, at least he's calling—he's calling this shit out. Uh, we had a reply. <laughs> Let's do that one first. A, a, some tranny in, in the West. Oh, not that one. Where is it? Oh, this one. Ch- ch- so, obviously, this is like comments on what Putin said. Listen to this here. Uh, Jeffrey Marsh. What was it? was this some government position this person had? Um, it, they're kind of, uh, it all kind of blends together after a while. Anyway, listen to uh, is God is non binary. <laughs> God is
3: non binary. The Church of England is considering removing all gendered language around God. And thank goodness. You know, if man's created in God's image and woman is created in God's image, then God must be trans. (laughs) Everyone deserves the chance to relate to God on their own terms. God is for everyone of every gender. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, free from your slimy paws of, of interpretation. Wasn't the, I assume he's talking about Christianity, right? It's all from a Christian narrative here, because uh, there's no other belief systems here. But anyway, okay, so let's, let's talk about what they're, what they're talking about here. Didn't uh, God create Adam, right, from, from his own image, and then he took one of the ribs from Adam to create a uh, woman? Right? Isn't that isn't that the story? <laughs> so it didn't make both of them in the same as equals, right? In the same way. But it, it's this thing too. Even let's assume then. Okay, so you know things are binary in nature. Uh, you, obviously, for like, well, this is how you pass on genes and, and create new uh, combinations of genes to uh, uh, advance, uh, you know, evolutionary survival uh, techniques, methodologies, or whatever you want to call. It. I, I, I'm caught up on the ter- technical terminology here, but you know, obviously, we have you know intentional like mutations. You take this, uh, you know, genetic uh, code, and then this one from from a male and female. You combine them, and you you're, you're intentionally creating new mutations to seek, you know. Uh, Survival success, essentially, right. So even if God, even if God is beyond that uh, the binary system, that doesn't mean that man should. <laughs> it's this like basic shit. Like no, it's it. It's not a tranny. And even if it was a tranny, what you're doing with your uh, tr- you know transsexual your your medications and your surgeries and shit like that is not is an abomination. Uh, if you believe in a in a singular creator, right it's like it's it's taking that and saying no there's something wrong with this or it's this uh, uh high and mighty idea that like well we're we we should be like god or or gods then and we should be beyond this right it's it's a bunch of this nonsense that they're, that that they've weaved in to the trans agenda uh, again to actually I, th- I think at the end make it more uh, religious in, in terminology and, and attitudes, and making it into a religion uh, essentially at the end, right? We actually talked about some of that in the the latest uh, Western Warriors show, uh, you know, adjacent at least to that, right? How uh, how religion? I think how they're going to co-opt uh, the Abrahamic religions and kind of claim it as their own, essentially. And instead of reinventing the wheel, they're just going to like, let's just let's just take it. Look, there's so many people who are you know. Uh, you know whether it's Muslims or Christians or Jews uh, you know they throw all the Hindus to the side and all the other religions too but you know they they focus on that and say let's just take that uh, some things we just bring out and and quote and other things we'll reinterpret and quote and then we'll we'll make it our own so I'm sure that's coming and this is obviously kind of like a spin on that but it's like doesn't mean that you are supposed to (laughs) become a tranny Uh, that is completely wrong right All right. Uh, anyway Check out this. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, Russia plans Belarus absorption by twenty thirty. Now this might be more Western garbage, or it could simply be basically they're seeking. Well, they're, are, are, Belarus is part of the Russian Federation, right? Are they? Man, I should have uh, checked this out before. Let me let me just check that out real quick. Federation, are they? Uh, Union State of Russia and Belarus is a supranational union consisting of Belarus and Russia uh, with the stated aim of depending the relationship between the two states through integration in economic and defense policy. Uh, Okay, so maybe it's... Yeah, it's okay. They have bilateral relations, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, they share a land border. Uh, Okay, so technically I don't think... So that, that could potentially be what they're talking about, right? Uh, or, you know, or, or or maybe Putin has these, uh, the, the West says uh, these, uh, um, he's, he's as crazy as Hitler was and he wants to try to take over the entire world. So he's going to begin with the Belarus here after Ukraine and some other countries. So, of course, uh, a Russian presidential document was obtained by a group of international journalists. Well, that's, man, that is uh, that is one heck of a credible source right there who believe it to be authentic. Well, that's, there you go. They Well, if an, if a group of international journalists believe something to be authentic, well, that settles it, doesn't it? It reportedly dates back to the summer of 2021. Russia is planning to absorb neighboring Belarus by 2030. You see their own little uh, agenda 2030 going on there? <laughs> oh, this the other thing. Russia is still, right, they booted off the official World Economic Forum page. Putin lost his page, blah, blah, blah but there's still a fourth industrial revolution um partner uh, experimental nation i think it is russia and they have kind of their own you know digital ids they have a lot of the same global homo stuff that's happening in the west that's my point right and so if they were truly outside of that i you know they should have done away with shit like that but they they're not uh, unfortunately, I wish I wish there were you know <laughs> counterweight to all this, but it, it seems not to. Anyway, according to a document allegedly leaked from Russia's presidential administration, the document was obtained and reported on by an international consortium of journalists from news organizations, including Yahoo News and Germanist Zud Zeitung. The document, which reportedly dates back to the summer of 2021, sets out a plan. To infiltrate Belarus politically, I, I don't know, I, I, I just this is hard to believe. Is it possible? Of course, it's possible, uh, but if it feels a little bit like they they're desperately wanting, like they need to, like the, the empirical or uh the empire, you know, objectives of Putin. They need to push that a little bit, you know, I mean, politically, economically and militarily plans have to set on uh, different stages, short term or until 2022, medium term or until 2025 and long term, meaning 2030. The long term plan translates into the formation of a common union state under Russian leadership. Both countries are already formally part of a so-called union state. Uh, as per 1992 agreement, the agreement sets a legal basis for integration between the two countries. There were some people out protesting and stuff like that. Even if this is true, uh, you know, Belarus is not uh, Russia. It, it, some people don't want it. Lukashenko has been fairly good on some issues. He was good on the COVID stuff. He even had some pretty base stuff where he came out and he said that the A- the IMF had approached him with loans if he would accept like lockdowns and the covid measures and shit like that and he told them to to fuck off essentially which is like good <laughs> good good for him. I hope all that's true, you know what I mean? All right, so how authentic is the document? Both Yahoo News and Süddeutsche Zeitung said they spoke to analysts and experts who confirmed the- oh well there you go. They spoke to experts. Uh, who confirmed the authenticity of the document? An unnamed Western official—that's always uh, uh, credible, right? Uh, was but if the if the other, if the other side has something like this, then it's well, this is hearsay, and a, you know, lots of uh, uh, allegedly's here, and we can't believe all this, right? Anyway, uh, this unnamed Western official was cited by Yahoo News as saying the document was prepared by the president's dector- uh, directorate. Uh, for cross-border cooperation. The subdivision of Putin's presidential administration was set up in October 2018. A source told Yahoo News that the subdivision was tasked with proposing new strategies to achieve Russia's strategic goals in Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Belarus, Ukraine, and Moldova. Now, look, again, all that could could very well be true, uh, but it's just too early to say. It's a lot of Western... uh uh, garbage that's weaved into this and it's very hard to kind of uh separate the fact from the fiction and 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 just by default i'm just i i don't i don't buy this (laughs) you know i don't uh, you know but i was surprised by the invasion so i mean i was set straight there it was like they don't kind of do that and it's like well they did okay and then of course you look at it a little closer and it's like okay there's been kind of bad in that region for some time so we'll see everybody has their uh, everybody's is, is has their own objectives and reasons and this is no this is no stranger than like you know what the what the US is doing with uh whether it's you know soaking up uh, you know Hawaii or or at least eyeing Puerto Rico you know things like this right buying Alaska right they did that that was from Russia um, and, and generally, just kind of expanding and and you know setting up the the Marshall Fund in, in Europe to to control some of these nations as its vassal state, right? Militarily and stuff. And, and it's not just the U.S. To clarify, it's it's those controlling the U.S. to do this for geopolitical reasons, right? But all right. Uh, okay, let's see what else we have. Well, we don't have to go through this. This was it was a uh, somewhat interesting piece from Washington Post uh, about the. Uh, kind of where where it stands with the ongoing conflict right now. And it's such vast distances here too. Like the the, the Ukraine is, is is huge. Russia is even bigger. Right so there's a 600-mile front line now between Ukrainian and Russian forces and most of it just looking at the uh, crude view of the map here uh is uh, most of it is, is just dominated al- along, you know, like Kind of like a line like this right now. Actually, this, no, that is not right. Yeah, I think it's like up up here somewhere. I think that, it, this was animated, but this is RCAP. I think it's along the, the Dnieper right there now. Uh, and they've been trying, I think, Kirsten, I don't know, something like that. Uh, I think it is. Maybe that's changed now, but the point is, it's a long damn uh, area to, to patrol, right? And so much of it has been just been digging, digging down in certain areas. There's new fortifications, right, uh, on the Russian side uh, in many of these areas. And uh, much of it seems to be a war of attrition now, essentially. And they even, let me read the last uh, line here. Uh, while geographic, or la- last few paragraphs here, it's kind of interesting, right? They recognize it's basically like, we just have to arm Ukraine like like there's no tomorrow, and that's the only thing that's going to settle a conflict. Uh, or Russia is just basically going to, going to throw bodies at this, you know, through transcriptions and bringing in university students next and into into this and stuff like that. Uh, and as they usually do in many conflicts, they, they throw they throw human bodies at this until they uh, kind of get their way, kind of like they did in World War Two too. While geographical features continue to play a role in the war, the sheer scale of the territory means neither side can make gains without a major advantage in weaponry or force size. And that's why, you know, the U.S. is training Ukrainians now uh, on their Patriot missile defense system. They're talking about giving them, uh, you know, fighter jets and things like this, right? Despite sending hundreds of thousands of conscripts to war, Russia has lost nearly half of its battle tanks in the fight. According to the International Institute for Strategic Studies, Western governments have sent weapons to Ukraine since the beginning of the conflict and have promised more, including battle tanks. That's why they're putting pressure on Germany right now to send uh, what is the Leopard tanks, right? Leopard two tanks, Uh, and then they want Abrams tanks from the U.S. and stuff. But you know, these are like weapon systems; they come with like drones and satellite systems and surveillance and uh, there's all these components to it you can't just like here here's a tank take it uh it's complicated stuff for the most part uh so it takes years of training which kind of implies at least the west wants to just grind down russia over like a decade and they're happy to use uh ukrainian meat uh, in the process while they're waving ukraine's flag you know back home Public support for sending aid and weapons to Ukraine has declined in the United States. Other Western governments have been slow to provide any sizable shipments. It's just incredible amount of money and weapons. And what are they talking about? The real center of gravity for the outcome of this war is not on the Ukrainian battlefields, said George Barrows, a military researcher asked at the Institute for the Study of War. The real place is actually in the decision making space in Western capitals because the moment we decide that we are not going to empower Ukraine, Ukraine will lose the war. So that's how they concluded, right? So this could go on for decades. And in fact, uh, Zelensky has said as much and check out the angle he has on this too. This is actually kind of uh, kind of interesting. Um. Here's why Ukraine's Zelensky wants a long war with Russia. The Ukraine leader has shown no interest in seeking a peace deal with Moscow, and it's all part of a big gamble. It's unlikely that President Zelensky expects to win militarily, but it seems that he genuinely believes that he will succeed in turning Ukraine into something like Israel a paramilitary state living with a sense of constant military threat. And then, of course, the money, right, from the West, the subsidies, right, they don't have... Maybe this is why the wheel at the hol- more. Are, are they somehow going to spin that this was really like the West's fault, who didn't help out, although it was like Bolshevik Jews, mostly behind uh the policies that, that caused the starvation of Ukrainians, maybe that, you know what I mean? And then utilizing that guilt into just having West give money to Ukraine, like, endlessly. And again, it's like, it's it's not the people of Ukraine that's benefiting from this. Let make let's make it very clear, okay? Ukraine doesn't have the military or economic resources of its own to achieve victory, and the resources provided by the West will never be enough to inflict a final defeat on Russia. Zelensky's calculation is likely based on the belief that by offering Ukraine as a tool for NATO to use against Russia, he will constantly mobilize western support and thereby to ensure his own survival and that of his associates. Again, you have to ask, is he doing this for selfish reasons? Is he a puppet? Is he being controlled? Is he just a coke-filled homosexual uh, that's being blackmailed and he's being uh, used by other forces in the West in order to funnel as much money into this as possible? So as wild they can have a long-standing war with another European partner that can also pocket a lot of this money, right? It it, it begs, uh, kind of begs the question. It, 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 there's definitely something going on here, right? Check out this one here. Zelensky coked out of his mind, someone says here.
4: The <laughs> largest donor of military equipment to Ukraine, and we said that we would match or exceed that amount, almost two and a half conversations, which is why we've provided it on, but also those long- do
6: bring to anything good
4: phase of the battle uh, and that's a very productive conversation <laughs> Oh, is that, that it? Okay,
1: the, yeah, that was it. No, it was a little bit more though, yeah. to,
4: of the battle uh, and that's a very productive conversation that, that we're having today as well. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Who is whos this Jewish homosexual? Really? Really? Hmm? <laughs> Alright, so of course, this is leaving... Europe completely defenseless, right? (laughs) Great stuff, great stuff. This is exactly what we need. Again, so as we're, you know, making, you know, kind of threatening Russia to such a degree where they feel it's existential, which of course merits them, and it gets them to go closer and closer and closer to a nuclear option. And then we're giving them, you know, as you're like, can't eat your home, you're starving, we can't even defend our nations because we're running out of ammunition and weapons now. A year of war in Ukraine has left Europe's armories dry. The Financial Times writes, "Reality of sustaining Kiev's army through a long, bloody conflict is dawning on the West." Uh. Jens Stoltenberg shows his words carefully. The straight lace, straight laced Norwegian Secretary General of NATO is famous for his ability to stick stick rigid rigid Let me try again. Is famous for his ability to stick rigidly to talking points. So when he warned this week that the West's under strain defense sector had, quote, a problem, unquote, he meant it. Russia's war against Ukraine is almost a year old. Tens of thousands have been killed. Western governments have provided more than one hundred and ten billion dollars worth of support for Kyiv, according to the Kiel Institute, with a three hundred uh, th- sorry thirty eight billion uh, in the forms of weapons. What is the? Uh, what is that? Let me let me search for a clip here. Reminding me of like how, how they're seeing. Ukraine kind of in the future right it was that clip I'll see if I can find that you know like we want it as an Israel uh constant defense threat blah 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 right uh but many in cap- many in but in many capitals rather defense ministers are being informed by their generals that there's precious little left to give warehouses and dumps are bare <laughs> Denmark has given Ukraine every single one of its Caesar howitzers, howitzers, Estonia has provided so many 155 millimeter artillery guns, it has none left. As such, the conversation happens. So we are basically, we are ripe for an, an invading force. And of course, that invading force is already there, right? In the form of migrants, <laughs> right? Or let's say the... Uh, Let's say Turkey ascends. Is that the that's just the NATO term? They don't say ascend; they just mean join, right? EU. Let's say Turkey joins the EU. They could literally, like, destroy Denmark by sending you know five percent of their population, you know, to Denmark. And of course, with everything happening there in that relationship, reason. well, not Denmark directly, but you know, the 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 Quran burnings in in Sweden. And of course, the the guy doing that, uh, 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 Paolo Dan, he's he's from Denmark, right? There's a lot of other things going on here, and and we we just they're ju- we're just being told that no, we should just focus. There's only this one singular issue. What happens if there's a catastrophic civil war that's bubbling up to the surface, and we are going to have to start defending ourselves and our own population? We have nothing left. I would love to see like, is Russia just like? non-stop building shit. I mean, I know that they, they, it's such a large country and they have so many like minerals and mines and resources, and stuff like that, that they, they're probably fine. It's the same thing as the article showed about how their bank reserves, if that's true, is like what they have more money than they've ever had. They're trying to say sanctions against Russia is working and oh my God, they're losing the war. And then it's like, West doesn't have any ammunition left. We don't have any willpower left. We just like, we're just like a bunch of homosexuals and pedophiles. They're telling us that, like, we have to lose everything in order to just keep Ukraine aflo- afloat. Here, here's that video. Check this. Check this out. This is you take you know, Zelensky's comments comments into effect here too. Of like a a high tech Israel, uh, you know, the Khazarian <laughs> Empire, right, It's like revived again in Ukraine here, and uh, and they're at the forefront because of all the aid, all the money, all the stuff that they've done. They're ahead of countries in Western and uh, Northern Europe.
4: Let's look eight years ahead. 2030,
0: the history of the new Ukraine is studied all over the globe, why? Because Ukraine became the most digital and convenient country in the world. scripts have replaced bureaucrats. 500,000 former public servants are successfully integrated in the new economy. No more red tape, but paperless. No more banknotes, but cashless. Yes, we became the first country to abandon paper money. Ukraine now has the best tech system for the IT industry and the most affordable e-residency. Thanks to Ukrainian engineers and programmers, the R&D centers of the world's top technology companies operate successfully, and Ukraine ranks first in the world by the number of startups per capita. Ukrainian courts are guided by artificial intelligence, and all notarial acts take place online. Ukrainian customs is fully automatic and the fastest in the world. Customs clearance and car registration can now be done in three clicks from your smartphone. Because of war and internal migration, we have built the most flexible and modern digital education. Brave military and civilians get quality treatment with modern remote monitoring and e-health systems. Ukraine also has the most effective cyber defense in the world. After the horrors of 2022, Ukraine focused on security systems now every production facility has its air defense system and the sleep of ukrainians is protected by an ultra modern iron dome the ukrainian government is is digital more like an it company in terms of the efficiency of implementing decisions and one can register a land plot start construction open a business or get a license and register a car or real estate from a smartphone automatically in one click ukraine is the freest and digital This is all because international partners and the world's leading technology companies supported the Digital for Freedom initiative and united to help Ukraine recover through digitalization. Building a new Ukraine together, free and the fastest, brave and digital.
1: All right. Is that the plan right there? I don't know. Maybe, huh? Uh, Yeah, but uh, they're going to be. What was it? uh, Again, Zelensky was... uh, outlining like how much money they needed like 10 billion a month to run I, I forget, it was something ridiculous that we were just asking for uh you know And the EU and the West just, sure <laughs> sure we'll do it we'll give you everything uh no problem so here's a here's a good here's the good things again that Russia is doing uh Putin signs law expanding Russia's rules against LGBT propaganda so that's something right we'll take that excuse me and, and you remember the uh, the law? They said, "Oh, they they're hunting, you know, homosexuals and stuff." And none of, as far as I understand. None of that was true. It's, it's, it's basically like you they they allow homosexuality, but not like as much in public life like they do in the West. And they're saying you can't promote this to kids, right? Because that's what's happening in the West, and that's why he you know accurately points that out. Uh, pedophilia is being normalized in the West, and, and, and they're promoting this to children now. So anyway, uh, they signed, Putin signed a law Monday expanding Russia's restrictions on the promotion of what it calls LGBT. Yeah, that's right, quote, quote LGBT propaganda, unquote. It doesn't really, the, the scare quotes there, right, is like, it doesn't really exist. Oh, LGBT propaganda. What even? What even is that? effectively outlaw outlawing any public expression of LGBT behavior or lifestyle in Russia. Good for them. Congratulations under the new law, which widens Russia's interpretation of what qualifies as LGBT propaganda, any action or the spreading of any information that is considered an attempt to promote homosexuality in public, online or in films, books or advertising could incur a heavy fine. Good. You have to keep this uh, shit in the closet. <clears throat> that's just how it goes. Because look at it. What, what happens if you don't? <laughs> well, then it's like we need access to your kids, right? That, that's that's where this always goes. Every time. No, we just want to. We just want our freedom. And then it's just no. It it every time it turns into that, right? Uh, interesting other piece here. Because this is this is what I've always thought was part of the part of the agenda as well. um by by having the conflict, you're speeding up certain things. Even it was framed, the Nord Stream 2 explosion was framed in this way, right? Oh, now we can just transition to green technologies. And gre- the green transition is underway because of not only the subsidies issue we have right now, but war itself, which is the Ukraine war, right? Uh, they may have knocked as much as 10 years off the timeline. Oh, great. Perfect. Just what we need, right? I'm not going to read the piece, but that's uh, from the uh, Rothschild-owned own publication, the Economist. Uh, some issues that Russia have, of course, Russian journalists is jailed for spreading, sharing, rather, fake news on social media, jailed for six years. Didn't Putin say we don't intervene in people's li- personal lives and stuff? Well, look, could, could this have been a, a some kind of intentional sabotage propaganda campaign? Uh, sure, yeah, you know, it could be, right? But then you always get down to the very hard definition issue of like, well, who... Who decides what 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 actually constitutes as this, right? And 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 at what stage are you allowed to share something which is like, well, you know, Russia wants to do this in the war or whatever, because it was specifically over the war issue, right? It's different when it comes to like the gay stuff because then it's like, well, this is this is you're promoting this to children you're trying to say or like glorify this lifestyle or something like that it's a much more black and white issue but on this issue it's like well okay what what constitutes an opinion versus that you don't you don't have an opinion about homosexuality you you either promote it to kids or you or you don't you know what i mean there's like a it's it's a much easier line you can draw in the sand when it comes to something like this uh, but the you know fake news is let, let me read a little bit here and you you, you might see what I mean. Russian journalist Maria Ponomariko was uh, sorry uh, was found guilty of spreading fake news and sentenced to six years for posting on social media that Russian warplanes attacked a theater in Mariupol, Ukraine. She was also banned from journalism activities for five years. no look, uh, look, I. <laughs> As tempting as this is, especially like as bad of a state we have in in the West with journalists and stuff like that, part of me is like, I'd love to see that. The problem is, if they passed laws and started doing this, it would be people like me in jail right away. <laughs> you know what I mean? That so that's like the that's why like I by default kind of like. All right, this is this is no good. You know what I mean? Does it really harm? The, the, there's no kids being like molested as a consequence of this. You know what I mean? If she's doing something that's leading to like them losing militarily or something like that yeah then I, then it's more you know understandable but just saying like oh this uh you know the, the war planes attacked a theater okay it turns out it was not real not uh, it didn't happen or something okay well who was injured by that lie uh pomerenko was arrested lat Arrested last April, uh, a few, week, few weeks after the attack, Russian authorities denied that they carried out the attack, uh, attack blaming it on Russian for, Ukrainian forces. And it's like, even in the fog of war, like, as much bullshit you have back and forth. Prosecutors argued that Pomonerko committed a crime, uh, the criminal offense of knowingly sharing false information about the Russian military. Yeah, that's hard. How do you prove that? You knew this and you're intentionally sharing it. Before her sentencing, Ponomarenko told the court that under the constitution she had done she had not done anything wrong had I committed a real crime then it would be possible to ask for leniency but again due to my moral and ethical qual- uh, qualities I would not do this she said she concluded by declaring herself a patriot and opposition pacifist no totalitarian regime has ever been as strong as before its collapse Permanco is a, a among the growing list of people that have been sentenced for daring to criticize the invasion of Ukraine. In December, there's a couple of other vocal uh, Kremlin critic, blah blah blah. Yep, I don't know. I'm not saying some of these people don't deserve it, but uh, the way you can abuse this to just—I mean, again, then you're then you're going down the Zelensky route, right? Just oh, let's just ban all these parties and, and and shit, and then anything that actually is could be a viable option is just off the off the table entirely. Uh, Meanwhile, of course, this is, let me do this one real quick quick here. Uh, Black Phillips says, uh, I wish Trump would turn Ukraine into a wedge issue for 2024. The amount of aid is just bonkers at this point. It is. A lot of Americans are still suffering uh, uh, through, uh, though under, um, yeah, though under his own COVID policies. Yes, that's right. That he enacted Trump and sadly, uh, enacted sadly and received no assistance either because of him. Yeah, I, he's. I, I, this whole 2024 thing is just, I mean, oh, we've been there and done that. You know what I mean? It's just such a sad state of things. He had a good run and, and he could have done things much better. But the fact that he continues to sur- surround himself by uh, all the wrong people, such as like Jason Miller and these guys, right? It's just, no, it's. It, is Kushner going to be there again? I mean, there's so many problems there, right? So, but yeah, I mean, at least to get out information. But no, he's he, he had his run. It was it was fun for a little bit while it lasted, but that just, just turned into a bunch of uh, look at my African-American over there and then uh, Israel support, unfortunately. Thank you, Black Philip Space Gang on uh, Entropy says, uh, those are the uh, pup- puppeteering, I think it is. Yeah, puppeteering Ukraine would benefit from making... The, uh, making it the next Israel, taking unlimited funds uh, if they can pr- uh, project always being under threat. Looking back in history, every world war has been about wiping out white populations. World War Three will be no different. Uh, see, that's what I think. And that's why I'm, on this case, I'm like, de escalate, stop this fucking madness. This is insane. Uh, if you keep pushing Russia, they might use nukes eventually, and then that's it. You know, everything, everything else is off everything's on the table but everything is like out of whack at that point right but yeah they uh they uh want to see us dead that's why they're driving again it's a bunch of europeans in in conflict and they they lack to instigate this at us and that's why we can't be you know just uh, saber rattling here you know about this we gotta we gotta we gotta have some stability and some sanity in this picture uh, but as you say, uh, we're not run by people who uh, wants the best for us. They they want us dead. And if they can se- send our people to war to go die in a war against each other, then, yeah, they, they'd love that. <clears throat> Check out this one, pre bunking. Google, uh, a Google project is running a pre bunking experiment on social media. I mean, so Russia has their own issue here, right? Like, oh, that was fake news. You're jailed for six years. Here is this, the social credit score kind of stuff, right? And basically, you remember the, you, the EU was running proposals, and I think this is going to be implemented eventually, of like upload filter, like if they can just say, no, this has, been, this has been disproven by fact checkers, so you're not allowed to post this on social media. That's the kind of stuff they want to, right? And so, of course, Google has a finger in this type of technology. Uh, who better than Google to, quote, uphold technology as a force for good? All joking aside, but that is exactly how the tech behemoth presents Jigsaw. And we've talked about that before. It's a nightmare system, right? Uh, it's a unit that explores threats to open societies and builds technology that inspires scalable solutions. According to a blog post, the latest such a solution is, quote, the largest pre bunking experiment on social media to date. Launched in September with a goal of. Quote countering the threat of disinformation. There you go. That, that's it's basically like dropping bombs now. Is 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 to uh, to share the wrong thing on social media. Speaking of jigsaw, this also appears to be a piece in the puzzle. That is the fierce quote war on disinformation that is being waged by big tech and traditional media. Pre bunking could describe. Uh, could be described as a pre-crime little, pre-crime's little little cousin. It means debunking what is deemed to be lies, tactics or sources before they can happen uh, slash can a- or can act. Developing effective ways to do this can be a force for good or evil, and so given its track records with censorship, Google via Jigsaw, conducting this kind of experiment is sure to raise a few eyebrows. We've got to be stronger. Uh, Reclaiming that it will be, uh, they will do it for evil purposes. Gotta be clear. Perhaps to make the whole thing more palatable, Jigsaw tied this effort to an actual war that in Ukraine and explains the need to test pre bunking techniques as a way to protect refugees. One would think that uh, once the once out of the war zone, people are at least safe. But uh, not according to Google's unit, which writes that even hundreds of miles from the front lines, now in various European countries, Ukrainian refugees face ongoing threats to their safety. Yeah, by being placed in immigrant territories, we've we've, <laughs> we've seen this in Sweden and the UK. Now they don't want even there's Like I better, I'm better going back to war. I'm safer in Ukraine. Remember. It is further asserted. It's funny that our, our security is never discussed as an issue, right? It was like, what's happening in our ca-? the blatant shit that's happening with like people being raped and targeted for being white in our own European countries now, and knifed, and gang conflicts, and there's uh, humiliation, crime, and all this crazy shit happening. Oh uh, no, let's let's just pretend that that's not happening. We got to we got to keep people safe from bad words on the internet, but uh, ah. You know, white girls gang raped in European capitals. That's eh. It's a surprise, it's okay. Don't worry about that. Uh, it is further asserted that the threat comes from Russia targeting these refugees with the disinformation campaign, such as disseminating claims that the 4.9 million newly arrived people represents a burden on the European taxpayers as well to their health and identity. It's obviously a million times easier to take in-house and take care of and help Ukrainian refugees uh, than North Africans and Middle Eastern ones, obviously. But that doesn't mean I want them to be driven out of their homeland and 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 come and continue You know the watering down of, of different European ethnicities. Of course not. I, I'm happy to help them, but at the end of the day, we hope, we hope there can be peace and they can return back home and, and continue... Uh, being who they are, right? Jigsaw says that false stories to this effect have appeared as videos and images. And this is then blamed for dozens of attacks on refugee centers in countries such as Germany. So the Google Lab used this opportunity to trial new ways of countering the threat of disinformation. Jigsaw developed a series of six short videos pre bunking then emerging disinformation narratives and the rhetorical tactics used to press them. These narratives were identified through interviews we conducted with experts in Poland, Czechoslo- uh, Czechia, or Czech Republic, and Slovakia, including Demagogue, the Polish National Research Institute NASK, and One World in Schools, the blog post says, adding two videos, each prebunking a different narrative, ran across YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok in each of the three countries. Ultimately, we found the share of viewers. Who could correctly identify misinformation tactics increased by as much as eight percentage points after viewing one of these videos reveals jigsaw so they were positively uh, you know indoctrinated into our view of things and that was a success therefore india and germany are the next planned testing grounds while the google unit concludes that learning from this campaign including efforts to simply simplify critical messages and iteration on the survey questions to effectively measure knowledge gain will inform our future experiments as we seek to better understand the effectiveness of pre-bunking in the wild. That's right. That's what they they call you. You, You're out in the wild. Let me take these on Odyssey here before I I miss them. Uh, Let me see here. Night Nation Review says, uh, thanks for the show, Henrik. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to good to see you as always. Uh Western Collapse Report says, I hope Russia doesn't absorb Belarus. Uh that's where I wanted to go. <laughs> uh they have better gun laws. There, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's it's better if countries remain their own. Less less global organizations and you know less centralization is 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 good. That's what we need. Uh Ryan G says, uh, what is bad for NATO is good for whites who are held hostage in the EU and the USA. Simple as that. Uh, yeah, I mean it's an older quote, but it bears bears repeating. You know the some of the foundational forces for NATO, or not foundational forces, but like the the uh, well the, the the war in the Balkans, the cause of a Bosnian war, right? That's when this maniac was operating. Wesley Clark was born Wesley J. Kahn. <laughs> His dad, I think, was Jewish. Um, He said that, uh, let's not forget what the origin of the problem is, speaking of the Balkan countries, right? There is no place in modern Europe for ethnically pure states. That's a 19th century idea, and we're trying to transition into the 21st century, and we are going to do it with multi-ethnic states. Well, who asked you, fuckface? Fuck off. So he was the former Supreme Allied Commander of Europe, uh, of NATO. And then, no, this is not only what NATO is, but this is now in a, you know, what they are. This is this become part of NATO, uh, is this diversity agenda, right? And they have videos of that. Diversity is our strength, repeating the mind control mantras and all that kind of stuff. It is insane, and it's it's no good. Uh, we need less of that kind of stuff. Anybody who thinks NATO is is like standing up for w- white nations or something like that, I think you're I think you're deluded. Uh, I'm not sure if you're intentionally, willfully ignorant of these kinds of things, but no, <laughs> it's it's going to be even worse. It's I've said that before. It doesn't mean that you know as soon as you as soon as you join NATO and only NATO, then you turn multicultural and global home right away. No no, no, no one's making that argument. At least I haven't been. But I'm saying that's yet another globalist organization that's going to sink their teeth into a country and slowly over time, depending on how they can use you. That's what that's the other thing here, too. Depending on where they are on the map. See, Western Europe has already been secured. So that you can you can you know bring in the migrants there. And it's not NATO only doing this, but they're they're part of the problem with people like Wesley Clark. they you know, they bring in the migrants, they they aid in the multicultural multiculturalification of the country, the the uh, the LGBTQ th- things are promoted. but in a Ukraine, they know that a nationalistic mentality among the population is something that's going to serve them very, very well because they're using that in their proxy war against Russia. They want you to be nationalistic and fanatical and it's like well that's good right that that's fine. But not if that is misdirected into simply just being fed weapons by the West so that you can be thrown onto the battlefield and become another, you know, chunk of meat lying there, blown up and bloody. You know, what kind of nationalistic is that? And it's not, oh, we're not going to fight any battles, blah, blah, blah. I think there's ways you could have done this much better, right? I think if they had truly nationalistic people running Ukraine, they wouldn't have allowed all those CIA gay ops in the beginning and... They wouldn't have allowed the Orange Revolution, they wouldn't have allowed all these foreign interests in the country, right? But they're compromised. And so now that they, they say, let's use Azov, let's use these nationalistic uh, and national socialist organizations in our war. Let's send them to the front lines first. Let's have them die. And if they defeat Russia and if they take over and they they, they win the day and globalism wins, uh, all that shit's going to be hunted down and destroyed in in Ukraine, you'll see. I wish it wasn't so but that's what it is. They're being used. They're being used as pawns uh by these evil disgusting people who hate us. And and they should know better. There there are, there are third ways out of this. I just I know it's it's very hard but man you you can't be caught in this dialectic here this Hegelian shit and 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 think you you're going to you know <laughs> oh lesser of two you're going to lesser of two evils your way out of this. I I just I don't see it. Um Western Collapse report says the weapon supply is gone not to mention the US fired two AIM-9 Sidewinders air-to-air missiles that cost 400,000 each at a birthday balloon last week is that what they fired at that thought it was a UFO <laughs> just wait for that gay op chalky milk checking in hello henrik executive producer tm i got to i got to save the tm uh, that audio uh, bit down. Swinging about to say hello, hello, Chalky Milk. Thank you, appreciate you. North Fork, North Fork says, "Hey, uh, Henrik, always a great job delivering the current issues of our day." Thank you, I appreciate your support, everybody out there. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Uh, let me see. We have Rick uh, Mart, Martin Gnago, Martin Martin Gnago. I think I pronounced it correctly. Uh, over on Odyssey, sorry, uh, Entropy rather says, uh, "I'm so glad I found Red Eyes. I don't know what I'd do without you guys." Now, great, great work. Thank you, appreciate that, Rick. Very nice of you. That's a Ricky and Rick. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate that. Good to see you. Thank you for the support, Black Philip, and we're glad you're here. Uh, says Henrik, "I'm going off talk- topic, but the ADL has accused Norway of anti-Semitism because they are uh, divesting their very lucrative and successful sovereign oil fund from Israeli banks." Nice. The absolute chutzpah. That's great news. Yeah, yeah. so Norway's Sovereign Wealth Fund is the largest in the world. Uh, this is a funny clip of a, what, what, is it, what does it mean to be Norwegian. And the guy says, it's like being Swedish, but with more money. And, and you can ski. <laughs> uh, Norway has, the country has a tremendous amount of money, right? Because of the oil they found in the 70s off the, uh, off the western coast. They were uh, much worse off than Sweden for a little bit there, uh, and then they surpassed us uh, greatly. I've, I've, I've for some time. I, I mean, I love the the idea of the different nations, but Norway and Sweden is so it's, it's so close. You know, over time there's a different you know, there's, a, there's now a different trajectory in history, but I mean it's the same you know, ethnic group going back to it. Um, but that is interesting because I wonder, I wonder, you know, it's kind of like you know Iceland saying we're going to ban circumcision and, and stuff, and then the ADL goes after them. I hope they can stand their ground on these issues and 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 not be threatened by the scum at the a d l uh but no they they will if if they see it fit and necessary they'll go after anybody they can i think no i think norway's too i'm not gonna say too powerful the problem is you have groups like the a d l dictating to to u s like security forces and ultimately the policies of the u s which means you know military and defense means things like nato. So yeah, they they have a lot of power. These groups. It's like that clip we played with uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, the head of the ADL, talking with uh, uh, Chris Ray, right, the FBI director, about how oh they're like they're they're basically sucking each other in this clip. You know, oh we we couldn't do this work without you, uh, Chris. Thank you so much. And 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 Chris is just like well, Jonathan, we we appreciate the ADL and. You know, you coming with information to us of who we should target. I mean, he doesn't say that exactly, but essentially that's what he means, right? Thank you for telling us who who you think is a bad person so we can start monitoring them and talking to them. <clears throat> Cheerio if you're tuning in, by the way. All right. All right, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got. <clears throat> yeah, we got the ra- jailed... Yeah, I guess we could do that real quick. Uh, let me see here. Australia's new ambassador for gender equality. (laughs) This is where, this is what the West is doing while we're like emptying our armories, nearing freezing to death. We're going under demographically, we're being swamped in, in immigration, walking away from traditional, normal, sensible European values and then this is what we spend our time on.
3: Hello, I'm Stephanie Copas Campbell, Australia's new ambassador for gender equality. I'm incredibly honored to take on this role as the lead international advocate for Australia's commitment to gender equality and the human rights of women and girls and persons of diverse gender identities. In this role, I'm committed to listening to those who are dedicated to promoting gender equality and learning about the perspectives and priorities in communities and countries in our region and globally. Promoting gender equality is the right thing to do, but it's also the smart thing to do. It is central to Australia's diplomatic economic development and regional security as well as our international engagement. I look forward to working with partners in Australia, in the Pacific, in Southeast Asia and globally to progress the Australian government's priorities to increase women's economic empowerment, Women and girls leadership, and to end sexual and gender-based violence, to improve access to health and education services, and progress the women, peace, and security agenda.
1: Brought to you by Pfizer. All right, thank you. That's uh, <clears throat> that was great stuff. Very important, uh, very important things. I wanted this. Commitment to gender equality and the human rights of women and girls and persons of diverse gender identities. In this role, I'm committed to
3: listening <laughs> to those who are dedicated to promoting gender equality and learning about the perspectives and priorities in communities and countries in our region and globally.
1: Promoting and globally. Globally, we're going to have gender. Oh, my God. All right, two more here. Oh, no, that's right. Attacks on uh, Women's Agenda.com. Attacks on Ambassador for Gender Equality shows just how far we have to go. <laughs> All right, Spain, check this out. Uh, Incredible stuff here. Spain has a gender change law in effect. We're effectively making it legal uh, by age 16.
7: Lawmakers in Spain have approved a law that will open the door for anyone 16 or older to change their gender markers. The so-called transgender law passed 191 votes in favor with 60 opposed. Making Spain just one of a handful of countries that allow people to change their gender through self-declaration. <laughs> Meanwhile, MPs have also passed legislation allowing,
1: Priorities, am I right?
7: allowing minors as young as 16 to access abortions without notifying their parents. <laughs> and Spain also became the first country in Europe to entitle people with especially painful periods to take three days of paid menstrual more- leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't men? Didn't they say men have have that too? Wasn't that one of the things? Could we get three? Three paid days off. Oh, I have months. I got mans. Mens, right? M-E-N-S in Swedish. Well, months, we say. you uh, got mans, you know. All right. But uh, that's not all, Spain. It gets uh, even more exciting.
8: Yes, you missed it. Spain has now decriminalized bestiality. Of course. I love you, but I just... I don't want to have sexual relations with you. In Spain's Animal Welfare Act, it talks about how if a dog breeds and the owner doesn't have a license, the owner could be fined up to 200,000 euros. So a dog can't have sex with another dog, but a dog can have sex with a human.
1: Hmm. Is that right? That uh, that makes sense, though. That, that makes total sense.
8: There's not um, physical damage to the animal that would require a veterinary visit, then... Go on with your bad self. The 30 Agenda Ministry, which is the one that came up with.
1: Fascinating. I think Shank Yogurt is going to take a, he's going to go on a vacation here very, very soon. Uh. He's a horse enthusiast, together with the uh,
4: Vosh.
8: This human animal love fest also oversees family affairs, minors protection, disability and prevention of youth crime, adoptions, foster care, and the promotion of cultural communication and youth association. Also states that if someone kills a rat in their home, they can be charged up to 50,000 euros oh, and spend yeah. a year in jail. So you can't kill the rat, but you can have sex can
1: with it. <laughs> That's a good uh, I like that ending there. You can't kill the rat <clears throat> but you can uh, you can uh, you can you can fuck it. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Holy smokes. All right. Last uh, I want to I mean what do you say is about the the Vox party in Spain needs to desperately uh win some goddamn elections and control these Spanish Franco-fearing Anti-fa- uh, anti-fascist, uh, uh, hysterical kid diddlers, and and now animal diddlers, and and put them in their place, and again drive these kinds of things back into uh, the closet and criminalize them, and then out, uh, out root it, uh, root it out entirely uh, from society. Spain is just in a really bad state, and some people said, well, it's you know it's because of uh, the Islamic immigration. Have, look, having sex with goats is a beautiful uh, and wonderful tradition. Okay. Who are you to challenge any of that? All right. Last clip I'm going to play here. Here's this uh, Swedish uh, woman I talked about earlier, earlier Ylva Johansson. She's a former, not this lady here. I'll, I'll play the clip in a moment. Uh, she's a former left party communist, right? Vänsterpartiet Partijet communist. And that was what it was called. Uh, back in the day, before they just uh, call themselves uh, Venster or Left, the Left Party used to be the Left Party Communists. Uh, she's a, she, so she was part of that party. She jumped ship and went to go join the social Social Democrats, which is another version of the Communist Party. Uh, currently, she's an EU Commissioner, and here she is talking enthusiastically uh, about replacing Europeans. Listen to this here.
4: Is there now a, a united European position on migration? We are
2: lacking a lot of workforce and we should welcome both students and labor migration into the European Union. In Europe, we have 1 million labor migrant migrants every year. That's not that's pretty much actually. Oh my
1: god and, and her English is just so bad poor here too. Actually?
2: So pretty much, yeah. And we're gonna need more. That we can maybe gonna need one and a half million or two million. I don't know, but it's gonna be more because the demographic situation is like that. And when Greece,
1: the, 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 you, I can't, <clears throat> I can't convey to you like that the the passivity mode so, of like uh, a, a, a woman like that. But it, but it comes with a specific kind of mentality that just this Swedish woman can like. Uh, uh, Offer in this way. Oh, it's just what that. Oh, mm, that's just what it is now because we're we're doing that because of dem Demographics we just have to bring in maybe two million now Because that's just what it is and I need one and a half million or two million I don't know but it's- I don't know but it's quite a lot and uh, and yes, we're gonna hmm going to do that Yes, because that's just what that's what they told me uh, it is It's
2: gonna be more because the demographic situation is like that.
1: It's like that <laughs> retard
2: and when Greece do, uh, does this very good uh, agreements with Bangladesh and Egypt, for example, a lot of member states do that, we need to, uh, it's a national competence to take these decisions, but we should have a European umbrella so that we can say to citizens in a specific country, there are a lot of opportunities to come legally to Europe, not only to that country, but we have together all these opportunities. And you are absolutely right, Commissioner, uh, in many ways, migration is a
6: human right. Is there now a, a united-
1: uh, no? It's not a human right. Listen, to the the end line and there.
6: Together, all these opportunities, and you are absolutely right, Commissioner. Uh, in many ways, migration is a human right.
1: Okay, well, let's try that. Let's try to take three million people, three million white people, uh, and go to any country uh in the global south or whatever seek asylum. Let's let's see what let's see what happens. Let's see if they stand up to this idea that migration is a human right. Of course not. Fuck that. They would they would they would laugh in your face in whatever country you try to enter into, like a middle eastern country, uh, you know, an african country. Uh Ilvaio yeah, Hersty, the lady here. So she is an EU commissioner right now. Uh she was appointed by, does it say that in her bio here? Um uh, yeah, Home Affairs Commissioner. She was appointed by uh, Ursula von der Leyen, I think it says. So. M- meaning she's unelected, right? Uh, where is it? Yeah, here we go. In early March 2020, Johansson was appointed by President Ursula von der Leyen. It's all these communist, older white women that are doing a lot of this. They're, they're, they're the PR women, the front, front men for this ship. Was asked whether sweet Oh, it was on. Okay, okay. She was uh, to serve on a special task force to coordinate the European Union's response to the COVID pandemic. Okay, sorry, I thought it was this position she was appointed to. Okay. Um, during a question and answer session in October 2019 in the European Parliament, Johansson was asked whether Swedish policy on gang crime, as a euphemism for immigration, right? And migration would be exported to the EU level. Johansson responded that she would. She was quote, proud that Sweden received so many refugees. <laughs> okay. So was she actually elected for some reason I thought she was appointed, right? Minister of Employment. Okay, that's that's she's currently not that. Okay, a member of the European Commission. I forget if co- commissioner is appointed. I think that's Yeah, okay. Well, maybe she was elected on European elections. So anyway, uh it's the commission that holds the the damn power anyway, European Commission. Uh, but yeah, uh, so a you know, a communist is doing this uh, to us. Where's the uh, background here? Uh, where's the left party thing? Man, I could, sw- yeah, here it is. Right, in the nineteen eighty eight general elections, want was elected as a member of the Riksdag for or the parliament for the left party communists, V P She later left that party to join another communist party, the Social Democrats. Oh, it's not it's not left wingers doing this to us. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> it's just neoliberals. And I mean she aligns with that ideology too, but this idea that there's like no communists out there doing damage is, is retarded. Uh, she's the proof of that. Uh, Black Phillips says, uh, Henrik, where did you where did this big new trend of walkable fifteen minute cities come from? It's a WF agenda, yes. Uh, you can't make every city in the world Copenhagen. Uh, especially in North America, try this in L.A. Yeah, they'll create zones and 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 regions They're gonna try to run a try. It's funny with the 50-minute cities because it's basically like already like that in many European cities. But but what but what they mean when they say that is that you won't be able to go and go and come as you please. You won't be able to exit out of some of these regions and areas, right? But the idea actually comes. There is a paper. I don't have that here now. Let me see. It's another folder here. There's a there was actually a paper that was introduced during the pandemic. I think of like how a 50 minute city would solve the pandemic issue. I forget who the author of the paper was, but there's actually an idea that goes back even further, which is another. There's a white Danish woman, Ida Auken. She's a a Danish politician. She's also a socialist. Um who wrote this piece 2016 right welcome to 2030 I own nothing have no privacy and life has never been better it links to an article that the World Economic Forum took down but we have a screenshot of it of it here just put this on te- our telegram welcome to 2030 again this is before you'll, you, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy that meme kind of thing during the pandemic she was the one that partially introduced this or at least they published on this for the first time and then the 15 minute city as far as I understand it the paper on that is kind of Uh, You know, this is the idea that that, that initiated or spawned that. It says here, the year, welcome to the year 2030, welcome to my city. And they they actually have a city of Gotham, uh, the picture of Gothenburg right there, which is, you know, that area is a shithole now. It's just dominated by migrants and like crime infested during the evenings and stuff like that, probably during the day now too. It's wonderful. wonder, it's going to be so diverse. You're going to get raped so many times. Welcome to my city, or should I say our city. I I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or clothes. (laughs) That's right. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in the city. Everything you considered a product has now become a service, including your immune immune system after uh, the covid jabs. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food and all the things we need in our daily lives. One by one, all these things become free. So it ended up not making sense for us to own much. But you better goddamn comply to whatever we tell you to, because if you break ranks, and if we don't like what you try to pitch, uh, we'll cut that service off to you in a heartbeat. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where the uh, 15-minute city comes from. I think, Black Phillip. All right, guys, I'm going to have to wrap up right there. Thank you, everybody. Let me see here. Um, What do we have? Uh, Maybe next time on Odyssey, it says, even shooting a balloon down has gone up in price. (laughs) Damn, that inflation. That's right. Archie, off topic. Soon we will see AI's debate or one uh, argue with itself. Does the one that wins mean it's right? See, that's the thing. I don't think it will. Well, maybe within the the acceptable acceptable, uh, parameters. But, you know, we cover the AI thing again in the latest Western Warrior, the members show up on redassmembers.com right now. Uh, I recommend you to check that out because we had an interesting segment there on uh, on how they're trying to pitch AI like as your soulmate and stuff. But we talked about chat GPG, the way it's being programmed in a liberal anti-white manner. Uh, and it will be, like, totally accepted. Now, there's some people that claim that they would kind of, like, jail to break it or D-A-N, do anything now, right? The Dan, they called it for short. And apparently they're managing to actually get objective answers out of this thing by creating kind of an alter persona for it. It's, it's kind of bizarre. Uh, but yes, I mean, eventually they will... They, it will be presented to us as a kind of a living God, and it will be objective, and whatever it says uh, is gospel and religion, essentially. Uh, but, of course, it's going to be programmed by the, the by the same people uh, who hate us today, and that's why either we have to uh, disconnect entirely from the system and create our own, or we have to run some ways, not a not a parallel, but a, a, con- a concurrent one, right? A con- a concurrent system, a perpendicular system, whether it's economy, uh, technology, all that kind of stuff. Uh, one that uh, is sane and not uh, insane and uh, completely crazy. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to wrap up right there. Uh, if you want to support our show, please go to RedEyesMembers.com. Where do I have you? Let that disappear? There we go. There we go. Please go to RedEyesMembers.com. Or you can go to odyssey.com slash at Red TV or subscribeshare.com slash Red Sign up for a membership right there. It's only 10 bucks a month. You can sign up for a longer subscription as well if you want to do a one-time payment and all the way up to two years. Uh, and it gets cheaper per month if you do that as well. Uh, and we do have two different uh, extra tiers, if you will, available as well. Actually, we have, we have a, a, a plus tier where you give 10 bucks extra, kind of as a donation to Red Ice, and we appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, we also have a producer and an executive producer tier. For those of you guys who want to do a little bit extra for us, and we appreciate you guys. You're, uh, you're one heck of a uh, supporter here, all of you guys, because you're ensuring that we can continue and uh, expand as well uh so uh we're basically bringing a an editor aboard here soon i'm gonna coordinate the last couple of final items for this too by the way but uh yes it's been it's been so busy after the move but this is something we're doing next year. uh we have uh, been able to get a, an editor aboard so we can be able to do more clips and things like that uh produce more overall i will free up more time that way uh, that i can focus on production and more shows and content in the shows and these kinds of things shorter videos all that kind of good stuff Uh, So if you want to get a a producer or executive producer tier, check that out at Odyssey or Subscribestar. Uh, That helps us tremendously. And, of course, we want to continue to expand. We'd love to have an an actual producer in the studio here as well that helps us produce the show during. We'd love to have someone who can help us book shows. Uh, We'd love to have uh, extra hands because there's plenty to go around uh, to do. And, of course, the more people we have, the more we can produce as well. So anyway, thank you to our executive producers here today. Joseph Hart, Last Place Simp, Level 104 Light. Jill Bob, Francis Parker Yaki, The Ride Never Ends, saw you in chat, hey man, good to see you, Operation Werewolf, same thing with The Second Wanderer, thank you for being in the chat today, Angry White Soccer Mom, William Fox, Mongoose, Catch Me If You Can, President Obonga, No One Jeebs, Mark Smith, French 47, Chalky Milk, Red Pill Rundown, Jake, also Good Luck Lap, Resin Revolt, V Miller, and T. Lothrop Stoddard. Also, thanks to our producers, Mr. Walker696, Yu Hanson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, and Yuri New. One more time, check that out, Odyssey.com or subscribe shari if you want to get uh, kind of a special shout out and uh, get your name in at the end of credits here too. We're gonna redesign that by the way, too. We talked about images if you guys are. Uh, executive producer send us an image we'll redesign that and kind of do do present that a little bit differently by the way but uh, anyway that's uh, some of the good stuff we have for you guys today thank you everybody joining us in chat thank you everybody who's uh, helping to share our content get the clips out there get the uh, shows out there and uh, talk with with friends and share it on social media and stuff like that all that does help Uh, again thank you to everyone super chatting today we appreciate you guys Uh, we'll be back with uh, much more soon uh, keep fighting, everybody. Chin up. White pilled. Uh, be continued. White pilled. There's good stuff happening all the time. Uh, we'll be back with much more soon. Keep fighting, uh, and there's nothing we can't achieve, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash Get full access and help
7: support our work. See you on the other side.